Hey, you guys, just want to share an amazing opportunity with you. We have the five-day business accelerator challenge starting on March 23rd, 2022. Now, interestingly enough, two years ago, I launched a digital summit with zero experience. We managed to generate 2,147 leads, be on the front. I was on the front cover of a huge US magazine and able to generate over 50,000 pounds worth of new income in less than seven weeks from start to launch. Like I said, zero experience. And what we're going to be doing during this challenge is I'm going to share the secrets about how you can run your own summit. Now, I don't know about you, but do you ever feel like you're great at what you do, but you're also the best kept secret in the world? Well, that was me before I started running summits. Now, guess what? What you need is visibility, but the, but there are speaking events out there. There's podcasts out there. There's lives. There's YouTube. But the problem is, is that you're competing in such a competitive space, and it's easy to go unnoticed. What you need is huge visibility, uh, but you also need to create your own opportunities. And this is we're going to teach you. We're going to give you the framework about how you can go about doing that. Now, listen. None of the gurus are teaching you any of this. None of the big guys are teaching you any of this. This is this is a challenge that you are is going to be absolutely epic on so many levels. I'm going to be bringing in some of my friends who are some of, some of the best thought leaders in the world. We're going to be sharing with you how to build your vision, how to create your message, how to piggyback off of influencers' brands in order to build your own brand. I'm going to show you. I'm going to share you with you how to monetize and, and monetize all of this. And it's going to be absolutely epic. So for more information, click on the link below. Or what you can do is you can go to businessacceleratorchallenge.com. That's businessacceleratorchallenge.com and find out more information. But otherwise, I'll, fit, I'll see you on the challenge March 23rd, 2022. Take care. Bye-bye. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today, we have a slightly different show from normal. So we have a good, my good friend, Adrian Morano, who's from Austin, Texas in the United States. Now, interestingly enough, the interesting part, and I was saying this to Adrian, because he was telling me that he was from the health and fitness industry, similar to myself. But what we're going to be talking about uh, here in particular is something which is very interesting. But let me just tell you a little bit about Adrian first. Adrian has transitioned from health and fitness into transformational coaching. Now, you're probably thinking, what the hell is transformational coaching? Well, listen, hold your horses, wait there, right? But he uses a lot of what we call hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming or NLP for short to basically master or solve people's long life uh, problems, addictions, depressions, habits, whatever you want to call it, right? In less than 20 minutes or less. Now, I know the first thing that you might be thinking is thinking, how the hell does someone fix someone in 20 minutes, right? That is exactly what I think when I saw Adrian's bio come through, I'm like, what the hell? That must be a scam. But anyway, we're going to be diving into that. So what are the things that we're going to be talking about? We're going to be talking a little bit about neuropathways. We're going to be talking about how to rewire uh, how to rewire your brain, 
right? <laughs> We're going to go so that you can really kind of like really tap into that subconscious conscious um, reaction. We need to talk about visualization. We can be talking about blockages and self-awareness. We're also going to be talking a, a little bit about the kinds of questions that Adrian asks in the 20 minute session. And that's how deep we're going to go in this session. So ah, without further ado, Adrian, welcome to the show. Man, thank you so much. Thank you for that amazing, energetic intro. Like you just like gave me so much energy just listening to that. So thank you. And thanks a lot for having me, man. You're absolutely welcome. It's all good. So interestingly enough, so tell me because you started it. I mean, it intrigues me. I love listening to people's like backstories, but I'd love to know how you transition from health and fitness to what you do now, because you said to me offline that you don't do so much in the health and fitness space. You kind of more do what you're doing now because that's your like your full, your, your passion and whatever it is. Absolutely. What was your kind of speciality in health and fitness? What, what was the reason? Yeah. You got into so, that? so in 2017, I lost uh, from 2017 to 2018 in a nine month period, I lost 91 pounds. Now, Adam, Holy I'm not crap. sure if you've 91 pounds, <laughs> 91 pounds. It was nine months, about 10 pounds a month, you know, pretty average. Um, wow. It was, yeah, man. Like, so about four years prior to that, I had a six pack. I was in amazing shape, mm. all of that. I ended up going through what we call that high school heartbreak. And <laughs> I went, I lost my high school sweetheart and I oh. let everything go to crap because of that. And within, you know, four years, I picked up a hundred pounds. So that's literally stacking on 25 pounds wow. a year. That is a tremendous amount of weight to put on. What the and hell was you eating? It's like, dude, I, I mean, like, look, this, I would wake up, I'd eat like six egg and bacon tacos. <laughs> I would eat McDonald's Chinese food every single Holy day. So I just lived off of processed food, that's man. Crazy. And oh my God. got to a point where... You know, you know, when you're getting fat, when your mom starts saying like, hey, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting big. So I knew I was getting out of shape. My mom was commenting on it. My friends were commenting on it. Right. But one day it stung, right? Like, you know, you have that one day where you just like you it's it. You make your decision to change. Uh -huh. And for me, it was when I decided to call up my friend Gilbert, who's my who was my best friend at the time. Mm -hmm. I called him up and said, I said, hey, man, come over and hang out and let's, you know, smoke some weed. because That's all we really did at the time. <laughs> OK, and As so I yeah, exactly. So I call him over and the doorbell rings. I'm laying on the couch and I get up. This is a key part of the story. I'm shirtless. This is a key part. Uh -huh. I don't have a shirt when I when I get off the couch. Right. So I walk to the front door in order to go to the front door i have to pass my kitchen table my kitchen chairs all of that so on my kitchen chair i had my shirt hanging over the chair mm -hmm. so i stopped and i said should i put on my shirt and answer the door but i was like oh it's just gilbert it's not like some beautiful girls out there so i just walk up my best friend i don't care open up the door and the first thing he says is his jaw drops and he just goes damn adrian you got fucking fat and he's like <laughs> just blunt and then he said it to me and at the time I, of course i'm just like yeah whatever man but it actually stung like hard and it like right. really hurt me and i was like man that actually hurt and then we go to the backyard i'm acting like nothing like you know it didn't bother me we're having a conversation, Adam. I can't even tell what we're talking about because the only thing I can hear in my head is damn Adrian, you got fat, damn Adrian, you got fat, just replaying. And I was telling myself, yo, this is not me. How did this happen? Because 
There's no way I'm this person. And that's when I made the decision. I looked up and it was very involuntarily. Like I didn't think about it. I just looked right. up and I said, Gilbert, I'm about to lose all of this weight. Just watch. And I wouldn't have believed me at the time. So he was like, yeah, whatever. But remember, four years prior, I was in really good shape. And the reason why I was in great shape was because my stepdad was an ex-bodybuilder. So huh. he brought his whole gym into our garage whenever him and my mom bought their house. So right. I had this whole gym decked out. So I woke up the next morning, went downstairs, started doing my thing. Fast forward nine months later, I lost the 91 pounds. And uh, I remember one day I had the kind of house where all of my friends would, um, you know, everybody would come to our house and hang out. Like it was the neighborhood house. Got it. And so the moment I started getting in shape, all of my friends start getting in shape. They're hanging out with me every day. I'm like, hey, if you're going to be here. You're going to work out with me. And here I am I have with a whiteboard. You're going to be doing this. You're going to be doing this. I have all these <laughs> stations set up. And, and I was just learning all of this on YouTube. All, everything I learned was on YouTube. Nice. And before, of course, I got my certifications and all. But I was putting all of this stuff up. And then one day my friend goes, Adrian, why don't you just get paid to do this, man? Because all of them got in like rock solid shape. And so he was like, dude, like you got us in good shape. Might as well get paid for this. And I was like, that's right. People pay people to do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so I literally, I go inside that day and I Google how to become a personal trainer. And the first thing that pops up is a certification thing. And I took that certification. But before I got certified, I looked it up and there's no law that says you actually have to be certified. So I was like, you know, it's a low barrier to entry, unfortunately, but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna still get my certification, but let me just start helping people right now. So I made a post on Facebook. Hey, look, guys, I'm not certified. I'm gonna be very transparent. I'm getting my certification, but $20 sessions. If you want to get in shape, come on. Damn. And, um, exactly. So, And then before I knew it, within like my first week, I had 13 people I was seeing every day. Wow. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I can do this thing. But 13 people, $20 a session, you do the math, right? Yeah. I was making crap. And so I figured I have to get out of this garage and do something bigger. Right. And then I was getting spammed by this guy's ads all day long saying, Hey, we help personal trainers become online coaches and <laughs> blow their business up. <laughs> so maybe after like 50 times seeing the ad, I click on it. I read it, watch the video. He gets me. I was like, damn, I need to book a call. Talk to these people. <laughs> so I book a call. And they tell me the price, $10,000. I had two grand to my name. I was like, well, do I want the money in my pocket right now? Or do I want what's on the other side of this? Yes. I said, I want what's on the other side of this. Yes. So I just said, hey, look, I don't have the 10K. I got 2K. I'll do this. Give me a couple of days. I'll come up with $8,000. I'll figure it out. And I started asking everybody and their mama for help. I got all the, I ended up, make, ended up getting the money. I went in debt for it. And then fast forward 18 months, I ended up making half a million dollars as a 23-year-old kid. As you and I was like, all right, I was like, oh, snap, it worked. So here I am this one day laying, and this is how all the change happened in terms of the shift. One day, I'm laying in bed and I'm like, uh, I remember I just got done doing like a bunch of coaching calls and stuff for the day. Mm. And I was frustrated because client A Cause I was charging $5,000 for 90 days of coaching. You know, like I wasn't right. cheap and I was, I was uh, charging that amount. I would have one person pay me $5,000 and lose weight, immediately take action, change their whole life. Right. And I have another person who would pay me the same $5,000, 
but, and I know you've experienced this too, just drop the ball. They would make every excuse in the book not to show up. They would just resist me the entire time. And I know, dude, I know. I was like getting so frustrated. I was like, I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm giving you the everything you need. Why are you not doing this? And so I remember talking about it with one of my other colleagues who was also a fitness coach. We met in the same mastermind. He was like, it sounds like you need to get them to remember their why. I'm like, dude, no, they, they want to feel better. Do they need a bigger reason than that? Um, because I didn't have a big why, man. I was just like, yo, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. Mm. I was, and then they were like, well, somebody just wants it more. I'm like, okay, I get it. They want it more. They're more motivated. I don't care about that. What I'm interested in is why are they more motivated? Why do they want it more? Why are they more receptive? Right. And so I started to think, huh, if I can understand what happens in their physical brain that causes them to behave the way they do, if I can understand that, then maybe, just maybe, I will be able to manipulate it to help them get what they want. That started the search of how can I change human behavior? And I became obsessed with human behavior and changing human behavior. I don't believe you got to go to college for everything. So I just get on Google and YouTube University and I start. Absolutely. Hey, that's, that's literally <laughs> it, right? And I just start looking. I literally just typed in neuroscience. I had no idea what I was doing. I just typed in neuroscience, started reading on I just started reading different articles on the brain and getting familiar with different parts of the brain and okay, kind of understanding it. And then I was like, okay, now I'm kind of starting to understand the functions of the brain, but how do we get it to change? So the first thought that hit my head was cognitive behavior therapy, because it right. has the word behavior in it. So I was like, okay, mate, see, yeah. mate. So I started looking into it. Um, I, I have, I know friends. Um, I personally know like two people who are, you know, CBT therapists. Um, I have nothing but respect for what they do, but from an object, objective view. Okay. Let's look at it objectively. The success rate is laughable. It's 33%. And it takes on average 18 months to get the result. So when I saw that, I was like, that's not what I want to do because that is so inefficient and ineffective. And to me, as an entrepreneur, you already know we like speed. We like to collapse time. We like to be as efficient and effective as possible. So I was sure. like, that doesn't sound like an effective tool in the box. So let me keep looking. Start looking at, you know, a shock therapy, um, trauma release therapy, which actually was another thing that had a pretty high success rate. And I started looking at these things, but then I come across a headline, genius headline. It said, better than therapy 100% of the time. I saw that. I was like, click the article, started talking about this crazy thing that has a global 93% success rate with an average of about two to four sessions um, of until you get a result at a 93% success rate. That wasn't 100, but I was like, yo, that is the highest I've ever seen. And it was this thing called hypnosis. And um, I wanted to validate it because I've always lived like this. Like, I'm not going to believe it unless I can validate it internally for myself. Sure. So I just Googled hypnotherapist in Austin, Texas, and um, found one that did it online. And um, I had a big fear of public speaking. So I was like, hey, let's see if this works. 
And here I am today. I've spoken on a lot of stages. I continue to speak on saying, look what we're doing here. Apparently it worked. It got my fear. <laughs> my fear was like gone after the session. And I was like, oh my God, this thing is real. Why don't more people know about this? And that's what led me to diving deep and deep and deep into hypnosis. And then that led me to practicing it, um, getting my certifications in it, my licenses in it, and um, going full in on hypnosis. And the reason why I went full in on it, though, was, you know, the 80-20 principle, right? Right. Um, you know, 20% of your clients are actually making up 80% of your revenue. So I started to ask myself, why don't I know who my top 20% clients are? So I pulled out a sheet of paper, and this is literally what I did. I wrote out all of my clients' names, and I started rating them. It sounds horrible, but <laughs> I started doing this. I was like, okay, do I like this one? <laughs> like, I started rating them like this. I was like, okay. Energy vampire, mood hoover. Literally, literally. <laughs> I was like, energy drainer. This one actually gives me a lot of energy. And then I was like, do they communicate with me? Okay, great. Do they pay on time? <laughs> do they? So all of these different things. And I ended up having a clear category of top 20 mm. and a clear category of bottom 80. Right. Um, and so I started phoning up all my top 20. Hey, what do you like the most? What do you value the most about what I do? And uh, every one of them were like, I know we signed up originally for fitness, but <laughs> they were like, but dude, you're like, you've helped me stop drinking. You've helped me like start, you know, um, you've helped me start, uh, you know, uh, networking without shaking and sweat. You've helped me. They're like, dude, this mindset thing is pretty unique. And I was like, okay, cool. All of them said that called my bottom 20, my bottom 80. What do you like the most? The mindset stuff is cool, but, but I did sign up for the fitness and I just like having <laughs> all the fit. So ding, ding. And I was like, okay, if I want these 20% more of these, it was a very, it was a very impulsive decision, but I literally called up my business partner and I was like, Hey, we're about to cut a lot of revenue right now, but we're letting every single one of these clients go because we're going to be the best at changing behavior and nobody can do that better than me. And so we're dropping all of them and, uh, that, and we changed our company name, we changed branding, everything. And, um, ever since then, man, I've been doing this. So that's my long answer to your super short question. Very cool. I love that. That, that. But I love stories, you know, and, and I think a lot of our audience love stories as well, but that's cool. It's the best way to learn, man. Absolutely. hundred percent. Very cool. So interestingly enough, right. I want to talk a little bit about, um, I know we've been talking a little bit about hypnosis, you know, the beginning stages of hypnosis and, you know, we've heard of cognitive behavioral therapy, NLP, you got rational behavioral therapy. There's a lot of psychology a lot, theories. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot out there, right? So, but the, what you're talking about, right? And interestingly enough, I was going to pick up a point here. Did you think that even though you put it down to hypnosis as kind of like the antidote, right? To your problem, right? Mm -hmm. Do you not feel like it's, it, would, it was also around confidence, like a confidence issue going on there or what's your, what's your take on that? So what I knew, and so, you know, a little, you know, background too, I had what most people call spiritual awakening. I don't even like saying that term, but <laughs> anyways, I, throughout my weight loss process, man, I got deep into like being with my breath. I got really deep into got it. understanding what the heck this life is. And so I, I was really deep into a lot of 
old texts, a lot of spiritual texts, and I already was well aware that belief mm. was the key to changing, to getting what you want. It's, can you change your beliefs to get what you want? So in my mind, I was like, how can I change a belief systematically and repeatedly and, you know, predictably? How can I do that? And so at the end of the day, CBT, when it's successful, it's successful because somehow, some way it changes their perspective. Right. It changes their belief about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I noticed, okay, it's a belief thing. And to, to, to answer your question a lot. So hypnosis was just my tool to do that. But after working, I work with very high net worth individuals. I work all, so my ideal clientele is all entrepreneurs, CEOs, million, like, very successful people sure. and nearly every single one of them have deep self-doubt deep insecurity interesting interesting and so confidence is a big big thing though yeah that's cool that uh, uh, that's a good answer um i want to talk a little bit about so we've got neural pathways in our brains which we kind of mentioned at the beginning and stuff like that right mm -hmm. and I'd love to know more about how, like, so our audience members are thinking to themselves, okay, I've got self-doubt. I've got depression. I've got like self-sabotaging habits. I procrastinate, right? So they are habits effectively that, and it, it could go back to fear. It could be, go back to childhood behavior. Totally get that. But how is it that we, how is it that we can interrupt those neuro pathways to rewire our brain to allow ourselves to go from one place where we're not, where we're self-sabotaging or whatever it is that we're, that we're doing to a place of where we want, where we want our ideal life to be, whatever that looks like. Does that make sense? That beautiful, beautiful question. Um, and let's go ahead and I'll, I'll answer in a story if that's okay with you. Absolutely. So I had a client was doing 18 or $19 million a year in his real estate company, clearly ambitious, successful, and another thing about this guy, you would never in your life think he doubted himself because the way he talked about himself. I mean, like big ego. I am the mother best at everything. <laughs> like huge ego. Sure. So he comes to me and he's like, yo, I'm successful. I'm driven. I got this big company. But I, I really want to speak on stage and get my book done, but I can't stop procrastinating. He's like, for some reason in business, like I'm always on go. Like you don't right. have to tell, I don't need anybody to hold me accountable. I got it. But now that I have a president running my company and now that I'm more of an owner as opposed to operating it, I have more time on my hands to do what I want to do, which is speaking and writing. But he was like, but dude, I can't get to it. He's like, I just find every reason in the book to go put out another fire or do something. Um, so he's like, fix me. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's see what's going on. So in uh, all behaviors are learned. That's something that's very important. We understand yep. all behaviors are learned. So this procrastinating was just a behavior. So my entire, you know, focus was, okay, where did you learn how to procrastinate? Or where did you learn how to push off speaking and writing for some reason? Hmm. So we go through the hypnosis process and through the hypnosis process, he goes back to a scene because the way that hypnosis works is it typically allows your conscious mind to relax. Your conscious mind doesn't disappear. You're still there. You still right. know your name and all of that. So when the conscious mind relax, relaxes, 
your unconscious mind is much more receptive to communicating with you, mm -hmm. meaning it has no trouble showing certain things that you're holding on to. So I asked him on the count of five back down to one, your mind will just throw a picture up and it's going to throw a picture up and this picture is going to tell us why you're procrastinating right now. Mm -hmm. And we go down to one and I'm like, all right, you're there. What's happening? And he was like, okay, it's, uh, it's Halloween. Okay, we're, we're, we're sitting inside. Because as I start explaining it, the scene starts becoming really clear. They're like, okay, I'm at grandma's. All right, I'm with my cousins. I'm okay. We just got done trick-or-treating. We're in the living room and we're dumping out candy and we're trading candy. He's like, okay, we're trading candy. I was like, okay, how do you feel? I feel really happy. I'm like, all right, let's keep going because something must have happened right here. All of his cousins are sitting in a circle. They're all just sitting in a circle and they are talking and conversating like little kids do. So being a four-year-old, he, he was four years old at the time, he wanted to add to the conversation, right? He wanted to, of course, just be a part of the conversation. So he speaks up. The moment he tried to say something, his oldest cousin, who was like nine or 10, decided to be an asshole that night and goes, shut up. Nobody wants to hear you. And so when he told his little cousin that, my, my client at four years old, my client, he put his head down and then he tells himself, oh, I guess my voice doesn't matter. Hmm. So he tells himself that. But this is also a very emotional event for him. Right. At four years old, this is emotional. Um, and so, and a, another thing that's just important for everybody to know is your emotions come from your unconscious. Mm -hmm. Your unconscious mind is the feeling mind. Mm -hmm. So when you're in an emotional space, be very careful what decisions you make. In other words, be very careful what you decide to make things mean. Because when you're very emotional and you make it mean something, that meaning will make an imprint on your unconscious. So in that emotional event, he said, my voice doesn't matter. That made an imprint on his unconscious that became a way of seeing the world. So no matter what, even though he is extremely ambitious, successful, has a proven and very, very lengthy and impressive track record, at the age of 38, he's going to do everything in his power to not get on a stage, to not put his book out in the world, because I can imagine that putting your book out in the world is putting your voice out there in a very right. vulnerable way. Sure. And so this was his, no matter, he was very, con he was very confident in all of that, but his four-year-old self was screaming and saying, Hey, you don't want to do that. So I'm going to put a lot of things in your way to protect you from doing that. Got it. So now the key, now the answer comes. How do we alleviate this problem? Mm. How do we release the problem? So this is where we call some, this is where something is, comes in and it's called reframing through reparenting. Mm -hmm. Reframing through reparenting. So what I had him do, I was like, all right, Alex, now what I want you to do is I want you to imagine yourself next to this little four-year-old boy. Imagine yourself next to him. And so he was next to him. I'm like, and he had a kid. So I was able to get him really emotional. I said, act like that's one of your kids. Love him like a kid, like right. your kid. And his heart, you can tell he started opening up. And then I was like, what does that little boy need to hear that he did not hear in that moment? And then he was like, Alex, man, dude, man, you got it, man. Everybody wants to hear you, man. You have an amazing story to tell. You've helped so many people, dude, like people, you're important, you're worthy, like you're significant. I see you, I feel, 
giving that child a brand new perspective. Because if you can give that child a new perspective in a hypnotic trance, in, a, in basically a hypnotic trance is just alpha brain waves. If he can do that and, and give that child a new perspective in an alpha state of mind, mm -hmm. that will literally create different neural pathways that will create a brand new way of seeing the world. Mm -hmm. And to like add a cherry on top, I said, okay, now grab that four-year-old and I want you to imagine you're on a TED stage now. And I want you to imagine that you just, that that four-year-old has a microphone hooked up. And I want you to imagine everybody in the crowd holding a sign with your name up. Look at, look at, look at them looking at you. I'm like, look how eager they are to hear you. They want to hear you. They don't care what you have to say, but they want to hear what you have to say. Now say it. And in his imagination, he was just envisioning his four-year-old self talking mm. and it being received so deeply by other people. That was, he was bawling. He was crying because he got a feel. There was a need that finally got met. And so today his book is being released in four days on Valentine's day, cool. but I'm not sure by the way, when this is going to be out, but if you go look up <laughs> uh, mortgage before marriage, that's a freaking book. I'm so proud of him. And he has a lot of speaking engagements. Um, he's locking things in and it's gone, but what it came down to was finding the part of yourself that believes something limiting and giving it a new perspective. How can you reframe that? And so when he said, fix me, there was nothing broken. I just had to make sure every part of them knew that. And that is how you can change patterns by something called inner child work, which is going back, reparenting that part of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 it sounds so silly when it comes to, I'm an entrepreneur who's going to do inner child hitting, but at the end of the day, if you don't have the emotional space internally to get what you want in life, mm. you will forever sabotage your way out of it. Mm. So that's a great, that's a great story. And I, I love that. And interestingly enough, I wasn't, you know, I don't, it's not that I'm skeptical about inner child work. Cause I think what you've highlighted there is it was obviously really good for Alex and stuff, but does everyone have an inner child, you know, experience, which holds them back? I, 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 I don't think so, but maybe I'm wrong. What's your thoughts? So about 98% of the way you behave is like solidified by seven or eight. Um, we, our brains don't change much mm. in terms of neural pathways, in terms of the way that we perceive things. I mean, this is why if you're a grown adult, and you slam a door because you're mad. That looks like a little kid behavior to me. <laughs> if you're a grown adult, if you're a grown adult and you still pout and you don't get your way, that looks like a child to me. Hmm. Now, does every single person have an inner child? Absolutely. 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 Everybody has this inner aspect of self. This, I like to say all of us were just scared, unsupervised kids trying to act like we know what we're doing, <laughs> right? <laughs> because that's really what it is. Um, but in terms of do we all have experiences that limited, that limited us growing up? I can confidently say yes. Not every one of your problems came from childhood. I've had sessions where I've had clients with um, extreme social anxiety. 
I take them back to a scene and they are 17 and something happened in high school. So it's right. way after the age of eight. So of sense. course you can still pick patterns up. You can, like for me, I had a big money block. This is a vulnerable moment, but I had a big money block. Um, I made money, lost a lot of money. I was trying to figure out what the heck was happening. And I realized that I picked up a strong belief pattern that I ruined my finances because I didn't prepare for my first year of taxes. Uh, right. So I did create an emotional blueprint. So yeah, we can definitely pick up patterns later in life. But when I say confidently, yes, we all have something that limits us because everybody is born unlimited. You are born infinite. You are born unshakably certain in yourself. This is exactly why you draw on the walls and you don't care. This is exactly why you will see somebody who's chubby and say, you're fat when you're a little kid. Like there is no filter. There is nothing that stops him from expressing themselves. Mm. But we grow up and we have every human being has a need to be connected with everybody else. Mm. It's like True. a genuine need. So the way that we connect with other people is we try to be like them. Because if we can be like them, we can be connected with them. So growing up, if you are a very wild kid, like almost every kid, you like doing wild things and your mom's like, hey, you can't act that way. You can't do that. Or let's say, you, let's say you're honest one day. If you just say, you know, dad, you know, your breast stinks, right? Like you're just honest <laughs> one day. And then they're like, hey, you can't say that thing. Like you can't say things, even if they're honest, it can hurt people. We learn to limit our energy. We learn to cap ourselves. I have yet to meet, I've done, I'm not saying I've worked with every entrepreneur in the world, but I have yet to meet an entrepreneur who does not have a limited idea that was picked up beforehand. All of us are programmed at some point from zero to eight. And something that's important is all programs are prisons. No matter how amazing it is, all programs still keep you within a box. Yeah. So yeah. Does that yeah, answer no, your question? Absolutely. hundred percent. Love it. Very cool. Very good. Beautiful. Um, interestingly enough, one of the things that came to my mind off that back of that conversation was the, well, how do we, it, how we exactly identify blockages, right? Because some of us, you know, it's interesting how, you know, our behaviors and our habits, um, you know, and, and it's a bit like kind of the, the thing that came to my mind was Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, right? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different yeah. result, right? Yeah, that's a great movie, by the way. Um, but, you know, this kind of like, you know, you see a different perspective from somebody else's life, right? Because you, you, you know, you kind of like see from the outside in type of thing. But but how do we catch our own stuff? Yeah, how do you catch your own stuff? Like, how do you identify the blockages <laughs> It's like, holy shit, like, I, I didn't know I had that, right? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, that's a very good question. And when it comes down to that, it's very important that we understand all behavior is driven by belief. Right. You cannot act, you cannot outact a belief, period. You cannot outperform a belief period. Like when somebody, cause I, I, I was on a podcast with somebody and I like challenged him because he was saying, I don't believe you have to believe in yourself to do something. I believe you can just do it and convince yourself on the way that you can do it. Right. And I'm like, well, if you pay attention to that, the only reason you're doing it is because somewhere, some, somewhere deep down, there is a feeling that you actually can, mm -hmm. or else you wouldn't have even taken the attempt in the first place. So right. there's still a belief that's driving you moving forward. Now, if you, when I tell people, Hey, if you want to become conscious of your unconscious beliefs, there's a couple of ways to do it. First and foremost, well, it's, it's, let me say it is difficult. 
it is difficult. I'm not going to beat around that. It is difficult because our, most of our beliefs are unconscious. We think 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. We're only aware of yes, 12 to 1600 of those thoughts every single day. So at this point, our minds, we're not even thinking, thinking is happening to us. This thinking is just going and going and going. So it can be difficult to mm. pinpoint what's going on. Right. But if you really want to pay, if you really want to catch your beliefs, the first way to do it is I recommend you do this exercise. Let's say, let's say you want to figure out your money beliefs, right? Okay. If you want to sure. figure out your money beliefs, you get a piece of paper and you write on the top of that paper, here is what I see about money. Then you just start bullet, bullet pointing. What is your experience about money? Mm. I see that I am always even check the check. I see that I can never get ahead. I see that I only have enough to pay my bills, nothing more. Just whatever your experience is like with money. And then now go and cross out the word C. Just put belief because the only reason it's actually in your experience is because it, you have a belief system that invites it in. So there you can actually be very, you can actually become conscious of unconscious beliefs just through doing that exercise very, very easily. So that's one way I would recommend. And the second thing that I would recommend is just studying your behavior. For example, if, if um, like, if you say I'm a great money manager, right? If you say, I am a great money manager, I know how to manage my money. I know how to make financial decisions that are well, um, but you're still living paycheck to paycheck. You're not saving anything. Hey, you're saying one thing, but you're behaving in an entire different way. And if somebody were to look at their behavior, oh, you, you believe you're bad with money. I don't believe I'm bad. Why do you never have any then? Because your behavior is getting in the way of that. If you say, I am more than enough, I know that I'm enough, but you still undercharge for your services, right? but you're still scared to ask for a retention sale, mm -hmm. but you're still scared to go network with people. You're scared to do live videos and put your voice out there, but you say you're enough. Your behavior is clearly showing that you believe <laughs> you're not good enough. Right. So if you study your behavior and drop your ego, you will pick up unconscious beliefs very, I'm not going to say quickly, but if you really give yourself the time to study your behavior, you will notice very soon. And I mean, it becomes apparent what you believe based off of your behavior. So just studying your behavior is going to pr provide a tremendous impact. But aside from that, another practical way is I'm going to give your audience something that they can actually use to uncover their own stuff. That's cool. But um, those would be my two like things you can do on your own mm. to start becoming aware of these kinds of things. That's cool. The other thing that came to my mind, and I don't know how important this plays in terms of our conversation, which is around triggers, because triggers to me, it's like kind of, you, you know, you use the analogy of like, um, Alex with the whole speaking thing, right? You know, the trigger was, is that I want to be a speaker, but there's a disconnect, right? So there's a trigger mm -hmm. there, right? You know, that to me was kind of like, you know, and there was a question off the back of that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, is it triggers that kind of make us more self-aware that we have a problem? Uh, I don't know. What's your thoughts on Those that? Those are good things to pay attention to. Triggers um will definitely reveal parts of yourself that you do not know that you do probably were not aware of but i think what's more important 
is yes, triggers, pay attention to what triggers you because that will, you will be able to see how you're responding to something and you'll be just sit there and analyze it. Like, why did I just respond that way? Like, oh, I responded that way because I felt like he didn't see me, man. There's a part of me that probably really feels like they're not seen. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can start kind of reverse engineering in that way. Um, but when it comes to triggers, I want people to uh, understand that if something is triggering something that comes up, don't make it wrong. Hmm. The reason I'm saying this is because a lot of, I know a lot of your listeners, most of them are entrepreneurs and, you know, they're getting into entrepreneurship or they're deep into it. It's very difficult for entrepreneurs who admit that they don't feel like they're good enough. Hmm. It's very difficult for entrepreneurs to admit that they're scared. It's very difficult for us. And the reason why is because we're supposed to have it all together. We have a team, we got a family, we try to act like we have it all together. So we don't really address these parts of ourselves. But if you feel like you're small, pay attention to that. Mm. Like, if, if, like if you go into a room and all of a sudden you feel small, don't ignore that. Triggers are like in light moments of enlightenment. Yep. If you just stop and give yourself a little bit of space to see why am I responding this way? Because if I walk into a networking event with a bunch of entrepreneurs that are making more money than me, I walk into that networking event, I get really contracted. I, my, my, my posture kind of drops and I'm like, oh, <laughs> damn, I kind of just want to hang out in the back of the corner. I want to go find a familiar face and just talk to them. Clearly, you believe that you don't belong in that room. You believe that you're not good enough to be in that room. Right. So triggers are very revealing moments. Um, so whenever I find myself triggered, I'm not the best at it. I'm a, I still get caught in it. But when I found myself being triggered at something like, uh, like seeing somebody post a pic, I remember I caught myself in a trigger when I saw somebody post a picture of their Lamborghini, I got really jealous. And I was like, <laughs> I stopped. I could have easily just went over that, but I stopped. And I was like, huh, why am I getting really defensive at this person who's clearly just succeeding and sharing their success with sure. us? Sure. Why is that happening? So me being a hypnotist, I use my own medicine and I have a hypnotist. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I just had this response. I need some help right now. <laughs> but uh, because I, I genuinely believe in having somebody who can see from the outside, but also your power is in your hands. Don't act like you're not in the driver's seat because you are even when you don't feel like it. Very cool. Um, my last, I suppose my last kind of question was all around kind of, I mean, you, you see clients of all shapes and sizes that have, multiple problems that we've kind of discussed right they all they all have different experiences they all come from different backgrounds come from different cultures you know those are types of clients that you're working with right entrepreneurs or not what are the kind of questions that you ask people you know some of your clients that come up and you know what what, what tends to happen when it comes to self-hypnosis what are some of the questions that we need to ask ourselves in order to try to cure some of the challenges that we have with our life. Okay. Can I challenge a word you just used? Absolutely. Cure. There's nothing wrong with any of you guys. And <laughs> I just want, I mean, it's such a, because I, I literally have people ask me to fix them. Like, and I'm like, you look amazing to me. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you, but it's just, yeah. So I wanted to add that. But um, so when I do the process, it's one thing that's important to know is all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Hmm. 
I don't hypnotize people. Like I don't have hypnosis. You don't dust. have like one of those clocks, right? Like exactly. Right. I do use I do have a pendulum for myself. Uh, but um, no, as a hypnotist, what we are trained to do is guide somebody's attention so they can tap into their own alpha brain waves. Right. And if they can access alpha brain waves, they are in their own little trance. And then from that point, you can start doing the work. Got it. But what I would recommend you do, because what I have my clients to do is I'm like, all right, this was a magic wand and you can have anything you want. Uh -huh. What would it be? Start with that question because don't limit yourself. When I say, what do you want from this session? They're like, well, you know, I'm like, no, you know what? Screw that. I'm a genie. <laughs> I, I, I'm a genie. I'm a professional wish granter because I want no barriers for their expression. That is a key here. Ask yourself questions that give you no barrier. So I was like, if this was a magic wand, just pretend when I grab it, it turns into magic and I'm a professional wish granter. What do you want? Get very clear on what that is. Very clear. It's something that you have to actually want, something that you expect can actually be possible. That's another important thing. Do you expect this is even a possibility? Those two things. And there's a real desire for it because if all you want to do is remember somebody's name, it's not that desirable. So make sure it's something that's desirable. But what do you really want? Like be really real with yourself. And from that point, ask yourself, okay, now what do I think is stopping me from getting there? Mm -hmm. What do I think? Then you're starting to be like, okay, well, like when somebody says, I want a million dollars. I'm like, hey, I can't give you a million dollars, but I can give you the, I was like, but I can give you the mentality of a millionaire. So you will make your own million. And, um, and I'm like, what habits or beliefs or behaviors do you feel like right now are preventing you from being a millionaire? And what things are coming up for you that's stopping you from doing what you want? Hmm. Start answering all of those questions. And then once you get clear on the things, the triggers, like ask yourself, I ask my clients, what events trigger you, right? Ask my clients, what do you tell yourself? Like when somebody is, um, when somebody is coming to me for social anxiety, Hey, what thoughts go in your head when you're walking into a room, getting the network? I want to know what they're telling themselves. I want to know what the inner dialogue is because a lot of the times your inner dialogue is your belief system. Mm -hmm. I go in there and I'm like, Oh, I'm not good enough to be here. Okay. Write that down. And clearly there's a belief there and then go to the side of, all right, if we eliminated this problem, what do you want? Like, what would life be like? on the other side. Right. Now it's so important that you guys answer these questions. Like I'm going to be let that you don't answer these questions. Like I'm going to be less anxious. I'm not going to worry as much. I'm not going to be so tired. When you answer questions like this, like this, not comprehend negatives. The mind cannot or will not comprehend a negative. So whenever you say, I will not be anxious, the mind only grabs, I will be anxious. It does not grab not. So ask yourself, if you find yourself saying, I won't deal with this, just say, okay, what is the opposite? What is the exact opposite? Focus on towards, not away from. Then when you get clear on all of that, and this is something that I'm also going to give your audience so they can take this, you know, it's a free thing they can take through themselves. But what you want to do is get yourself into a trance. And the way that you can do that is just look up with your eyeballs, close your eyelids down, your eyes are going to start fluttering. Um, if you do this, you are going to start getting into a state of relaxation. But the key questions you want to ask when you're in this state of relaxation is just say, on the count of five to one, I'm going to find myself in an event, in a time that is all to do with the root cause of this blank. 
with the root cause of this drinking problem, with the root cause of this blank. Count back. Say five. I'm going back in the time. Four, I'm becoming younger, smaller, lighter, shorter. Three, I'm going back to the root cause of this. If you give yourself these kind of cues under a state of hypnosis, and then when you say one, I'm there, something will show up. Your unconscious mind will easily communicate with you. And one of the key things that you want to ask yourself about what comes up is what did I make this moment mean? That is, that's really the only question I want to know when a client tells me what's happening. Yeah. I ask, Hey, what's happening. Okay, cool, cool. Like they tell me everything that's happening and I'm like, all right, what are you making this mean though? I'm not enough. Boom. Got what we needed. All right. Next one. All right. I'm trying to fly back down and I will literally say, all right. Okay. Now on the five back down. So it started with, I procrastinate now it's, Oh, I'm not enough. All right, on the count of five back down to one, you're going to go back to a time that's all to do with the root, the cause, the reason for why you feel like you're not enough. Boom, they go back even deeper. And so things like that, um, I would say, are the key things to ask yourself is, what did I experience and what did I make this mean? And when you ask, when you answer that question of what did I make this mean, you will have a light bulb moment of like, oh, clearly that belief is not helping me with this situation. It's like, it's like uncovering like a spider's web. It's like peeling the onion. Peeling an onion. Right, yes, right, right. I've had so many clients like, oh my God, I felt like you just peeled so much of me back. I'm like, <laughs> well, yes. And um, so, yeah, I would say that's a, really, that's a really big thing. But I just want people to know overall, if you're going to do any change work, any visualization, any affirmations, any inner child work, any going back in time and uncovering things, do it in alpha brainwaves. You cannot change a behavior in your beta brainwaves. This brainwave we're all in right now, waking consciousness is not, it does not have, it literally does not have capacity to change behavior. But if you can get into your alpha brainwaves, which is super easy, and Adam's going to have something for you guys to check out, we'll show you how to do it. But when you get into alpha brainwaves, that is where you can literally rewire and create different neural pathways. All permanent change happens unconsciously. So do your change work in alpha and you will thank me later. <laughs> Very cool. Love it. Very good. Listen, I hope, uh, listen, this has been a great, uh, insightful, in-depth. I actually, I don't know. I didn't, it's not that I had expectations, but I didn't know what to expect if I'm honest. With uh, you because yeah. so, so it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, hypnosis type thing. And it's kind of like, oh, you know, where do we go? You know, but actually it was, it was quite, quite end of uh, enlightening just to listen to some of the, I love the fact that you use stories to get your point across and especially at the beginning and stuff. So I just want to say thanks very much for that. I pretty appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I hope this was, you know, helpful to people. And I just want them to know it's not hypnosis. That's the power. It's, it's, it's you. That's the power. It's just a matter of, um, getting in the right state of mind and um, doing your work. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody has what it takes. You don't need me. You don't need other people. Um, <laughs> but uh, just know that, you know, where you're at right now is not permanent and it doesn't have to be unless you actually believe it is. Now, you, did you say that you had sank for the audience? Yes. Yes. So um, what, because after working with, you know, hundreds of entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs, mm -hmm. and like I told you earlier, the number one problem is doubt. It's uncertainty. It's not feeling hundred percent safe to be themselves. So 
there's something that I call unshakable certainty. All of us were born with unshakable certainty, just like we we're talking about those wild freaking kids, right? So we're all born with unshakable cert, un, um, with unshakable certainty, <laughs> <laughs> unshakable uncertainty, but unshakable certainty. And then we go in, we go through life picking up ideas that shake us, Got that it. knock that certainty away. So what I designed was I thought, what if I get what I do with clients and I put it in a pre-recorded form? What would that do? And so I started, you know, testing it with a handful of people. And it's been profound at eliminating feelings of uncertainty, feelings of doubt, and really establishing really strong sense of certainty in yourself. So if you go to rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable, it's 100% free. Just put your email in and make sure you actually check your email. I get emails like, hey, I didn't get it. I'm like, check your email. Every time they have it. <laughs> so just check your email. You will see it. Check your spam or your sponsorships or your promotions and you'll see it. But um, if they go there, they'll be able to actually experience what I'm talking about today. And they'll also learn how to use their brain way, how to use um, how to use their mind to tap into different brain waves to do, you know, really cool things. Cool so, yeah, love it, love it, love it. So for you guys that are listening in, make sure that you go check out and the links below, by the way, check out the links below. Also connect with Adrian on social media. If you have any qu further questions around today's session, or if you are experiencing some of the things that we've been talking about, feel free to reach out to him. Just mention the podcast and then he can kind of put two and two together. Adrian, just want to say thanks very much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. It's been lots of fun. So guys, hope you've enjoyed today's uh, Game Changers experience. I told you it was an experience. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, hope you've enjoyed today. And uh, just make sure that we see you again on the next Game Changers experience podcast from me and Adrian. See you soon. Take care. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Game Changers experience. I would be gratefully appreciated if you could leave a good or a bad review. Doesn't matter, one or a five star review, whichever you prefer, on any of the platforms, whether it be on Apple, whether it be on Spotify, Podchaser, etc. And please leave a testimonial or review about our podcast. And if you have enjoyed our podcast, then I look forward to seeing you on the next Game Changers experience. Take care, see you soon.